This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Imagine that you are working in your company and your organization offshore in a third world country. And as you look around, you see women, children, poor people in sweatshops under scandalous conditions, without rights and without the protections that are afforded to most workers in first world nations. As you watch this, And as you see this, and you think about your own children, you think about your brothers, your sisters, you think about your spouse, and you wonder to yourself, would I allow this to happen to them? Well, it's a good question, because in today's episode four on Leadership Lessons from Dr. Martin Luther King, we are focusing on the necessity of principled leadership. Well, Dr. King's broad learning, which we focused on in episode three, helped him to develop some of these principles so that he would know how to make decisions when the rubber met the road and he was in a tough spot. So some of the principles that he adopted in his life and that we can learn from today is number one, Evil, he said, is confronted by the power of love. And love, he saw as the regulating ideal. It was the kind of love that Jesus Christ talked about in the Bible because it was a love that says, not only love your friends, but love your enemies. And a third principle was nonviolent resistance as the method. And he learned that principally from Gandhi. So he had love as this regulating ideal, but how do you make that happen? Through the nonviolent resistance method. That was how to actually operationalize it. He identified that strong resistance is required because people don't easily or willingly give up their privilege. So imagine you in that third world country, as I said before, your company is profiting and benefiting from paying those workers less than 10 cents a day. They don't easily give that up. So in order to secure moral ends, you have to use moral means. There really is no right way to do a wrong thing. Freedom comes by hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. And congruence in your own behavior is important. So let me give you an example from Dr. King's life. He said, we're going to do this in a nonviolent way. We're going to resist oppression, resist segregation, but we're not going to use weapons. It's going to all be through nonviolence. However, his house was bombed. Churches were bombed, other homes were bombed, buildings were burned down, people were threatened. And those close to him said, Martin, you've got to protect your family. You've got to get some 
weapons. You've got to have guns. He applied for a gun permit, but of course he didn't get one. (laughs) And he already had one weapon and he decided, you know what? If I'm going to be congruent with what I say I believe in and who I'm about, I have to get rid of this. So he got rid of the one weapon he had. He did have a security force that he did have watched the house, but they were also unarmed. Now imagine how challenging it was to not only say what you believe, but to live it when you're under attack and when the people who are attacking you are coming with weapons. That's what it means to stand in principled leadership. So when we think about today's workplace, my question is this, what are some of these egregious ills or some of these disenfranchisement of rights that may be rampant in some workplaces? We already talked about what might happen in that third world country. What about undocumented workers right here in the United States who may be treated poorly or without dignity because they are working here illegally? And some people think, therefore, they can do whatever they want to do to those people. What about women, girls, and boys who are bought and sold in sex slavery trade to satisfy the unhealthy desires of those with more power? That's going on in today's world including in first world nations. Or maybe let's just make it less dramatic. So maybe in your organization, you might see some leaders who are cooking the books, fudging tax returns or expense reports, or perpetrating frauds, using some improper weights and measures, skimping on products or packaging. And under those conditions, what principles do you hold that would motivate you to act rather than to turn a blind eye. You know, if we think back not too long ago, millions of Jews were sent to the gas death chambers and concentration camps under Hitler's Nazi regime because other citizens chose not to see the evil. Millions of African Americans were lynched, raped, beat, maimed, and starved and otherwise disenfranchised because citizens behind whitewashed picket fences on other streets chose not to see the evil. So what does principled leadership have to do with you? Will you be on the sideline and say, it's not my business, it's not my problem, They aren't bothering me, so I'm not going to bother them. Or do you want to leave a more powerful legacy, both as an individual leader and also for your company and for your organization? What is that legacy that you want to be known for so that even years later, such as Dr. Martin Luther King, we are still talking about the love for others that called him to sacrifice in nonviolent resistance. What will they say about you? Think about that and join me next time on Adapting an Inclusive 
vision. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. For more information, please visit my website, transleadership.com. Oh,